Bob Baffert, which you don't need a staff for Bob Baffert, but he's been represented by 13 horses in the Rebel. One starter, at least one starter, in, in uh, every year since 2010. He's won the race seven times, finished second three times, and third once, bankrolling over $3 million. So let's put let's do the math there. 13 horses. He's run the, seven times. Second three times. So there's 10. 11. So 11 of his 13 horses have hit the board, and he's won the race seven times. He's gonna be the favorite. There were these two racing dudes named Aaron and Jared who had advice on racing and they wanted to share it. Started a website where players go to see all their picks. The goal was make the fans some money and to cut down the risk. They put the plan into motion and at first it seemed silly. Make a website where the expert picks are freer than Willie. From a racetrack veteran to just a beginner. There's one place that you want to go to find you a winner. As a matter of fact, I want to hit the exacta. There's only one site that you'll keep coming back to. So next time that the horses all line up at the Make sure you use the website that'll win you the most. Whether Churchill, Oakland, Goldstream Parks, and Matoga, and all tracks in between, there's only one side to go to. When it comes to your racing needs and all of your bets, plus it's got a catchy name that no one ever forgets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes. For all of your bets, racingdudes.com, as good as it gets. What is up? I'm Jared Welch. He's Aaron Hotsman. This is your Top. What's up, my man? What is up, everybody? Man, it is always fun to get on here and talk about Oakland Park and the Rebel Stakes. And that is what we're going to do. Uh, hard to believe we're back for another Rebel. Uh, it was kind of a disaster last year, but... Uh, with everything that was going on, but uh, I think it's going to be a lot better this year as far as uh, the surrounding uh, issues with the world and the Rebel Stakes. No joke. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, it's, 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 we're kind of in the, we're at that year mark, right? Cause this is about the time last year when, when things had completely gone from, this is kind of a big deal to, Oh, this is shutting down everything. This is sports are gone, you know? And, and at, at this juncture, we didn't know, how long horse racing would be left, you know? And so, yeah. Um, and honestly that, you know, that was one of the things that was, I'll get, I'll say this cause I've got a, I had a last minute addition to my best thing I saw today. I'll get to that in a little bit, but uh, this was going to be, is just how the fact that we have this derby fever again, that we didn't have last year because at this time, because when you would be expecting it, we just were like, we don't even know if we're going to run the derby. Are we going to run it? Are the fans going to be there? Are they going to cancel it completely? Or is horse racing going to be canceled completely? So you just like, you couldn't get excited. And then for, mm-hmm. you couldn't even get excited about prospects. Cause you're like, well, hell who knows when they're going to run them next because you know, like authentic put the brakes on everyone kind of stopped, you know? And so, Having you know, seeing prevalence run today at Gulfstream Park, which we can talk a little bit about that performance, but kind of you know, it got the juices flowing. Obviously, last week it was a huge weekend, um, with derby preps, and just it's just awesome to be in mid March now, have the rebel, have it mean a lot, and and we're just a couple months away, you know, less than two months away to the, the derby. Yep, it really is. I can remember uh, doing the show a year ago today on, on Thursday, and uh. Uh, I was going to the Rebel, and everybody, the fans were still going to be there and everything like that. And by the time I got home to my house, uh, our good friend Zach had texted me and said, no fans at the Rebel. So, uh, you know, it's it's definitely, uh, it was just an odd time. But you're right. Now, now 
here we are, and we know the Derby is going to be the first Saturday in May again. And and uh, little by little, we're kind of getting back to normal. Still got a little ways to go. So, yeah, I mean, it's just great. I, I, I like what you said there. It's great to know that we've got Derby fever. And uh, after this weekend's over, we're not going to sit there and go, when are they going to run that that race? <laughs> we know it's going to be the first Saturday in May. So that's that's fantastic. Right. It just it, it was hard to get excited about any sort of performance last year at this time because you just didn't you're like, well, when are they even going to run, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the fact that we are back to that, it, it just feels like forever, really. And and it is a it's a different world that we live in, you know, uh, you know, post covid. And so it, it, it definitely doesn't feel like it used to. But at the same time, mm-hmm. it's nice to kind of get that back the way it used to be a little bit with the with the derby prep. Speaking of derby preps. Uh, just real quick, we won't, we got a lot to talk about, obviously, with the Rebel. Sum up last weekend for us. You know, obviously, two kind of crazy uh, results in the in the Gotham and um, in the Tampa Bay Derby. But, of course, life is good. Uh, <laughs> showed his stuff big time in San Felipe, obviously, is is a legit Derby contender. But kind of sum up uh, what you thought uh, of, this, of those races. Yeah, you know, I thought a gutty performance by Helium to win. I don't know how much that's going to play moving forward, but yeah, I do think you have to give that horse credit for winning off a layoff, first time on the dirt, and ha- having to fend off uh, a little run there by Hidden Stash. So good job by Helium. Uh, yeah, crazy long shot. Never could have got to it in the Gotham. Uh, you know, Wayburn makes a huge jump up and, and just runs a fantastic race. That that race came back pretty fast, uh, probably faster than we thought it would uh, when we were analyzing that one. Uh, on the live show. And then of course, life is good. Definitely the star of last weekend. And uh, you know, for me, I think it's just a matter of what will the horse do if it faces uh pace pressure, you know, I think that's going to be the big question mark. And uh, you look at all the, for, between a good horse and a really good to great horse. Uh, the difference is like an American Pharaoh showed he can sit off the pace. If it's too hot, he doesn't have to be on the lead. A justify showed he showed in his allowance win that he could sit off the pace, but he also showed that it doesn't really matter who's running with me. I'm going to stay. Uh, you know, we right. don't really know on life is good yet. So that's the last challenge that he's going to have to get through. Uh, he's going to have to show that he can handle pace pressure because it'll happen at some point there will be a horse challenge him. So, uh, but yeah, he, to me, life is good head and shoulders talent wise above anything we've seen so far. Yeah. what did he do? He got like, did he 107, 109, something like that buyer? What was it? It was a 108. Okay, either one, right in the middle. Um, yeah. But no, it was, yeah, it, it was it was legit. And um, I think in terms of the Gotham, you know, like how that race came back, it was a lot faster than we expected. Uh, highly motivated, didn't get necessarily the, the greatest of trips off the layoff. I, I think he deserves, like I'm not by no means tossing him out. Am I tossing him out as a, like, high you know the essential quality you know what i mean like mm-hmm. no he's not that um but i do think he's he, he's probably fits in with a lot of these other horses um assuming he runs back you know improves off of that and everyone in the connection seemed um ne- maybe not necessarily as disappointed as i was uh for my my uh fantasy league purposes but no i, I definitely think you know moving forward he you know it'd be interesting to see i mean it seems like uh, the bluegrass for him, which obviously is going to have essential quality, we think. Uh, Prevalence, who ran today, um, we can talk about him a little bit. Uh, you know, he mm-hmm. may be like it seems doubtful he would go to the bluegrass because obviously Godolphin being essential quality owns both. Um, so, what do you think of Prevalence? Because let me just let me preface this by like it, it could say 
and thank you to everybody that's tuning in live for, on YouTube, Twitter, and, and, and Facebook. And if you are listening to this after the fact, go you know make sure you tune in these uh, moving forward. But I want to say that because Twitter blew up. Twitter thought this was like this is the next horse that they can take down. Life is good, or such. Like he's there. Like he's already there. So what do you like? Let people back. Like tap the brakes a little bit for people. I I don't see where that comes into play like I, I don't know how you watch that race and think that he's ready to win the derby but you know I, I kind of thought it, it was a good stepping stone it was a good race to set him up for the next one uh, I don't necessarily think you know he's a slam dunk in, in whichever one he enters but he certainly is a contender and then I think that race will will take what we see from him and and go forward but do, you know uh, would I want him right now for a Kentucky Derby future wager. I, I wouldn't want any future wager, but no, I wouldn't <laughs> want him either. I, you know, I, I think it was solid. I, I'm never going to sit here and fault the horse that wins. I don't care at what level winning races. That's not an easy task. And he did it and it was never in doubt. So it's good, but it wasn't like a monster performance. Yeah. I mean, you, the thing about it was you could definitely tell considering they're kind of up against it with time wise, they, even though he won easily, like they, they have definitely asked a lot out of him because they, he needed to get a lot out of this race mm -hmm. because you're going from, you know, first start, a little bit of, of a gap, a, a very weak allowance race. And then to a grade one, grade two, depending on where you go, uh, last minute derby prep. So you've got to get a lot out of them in this race. And so they did. Yep. And it just see, it, it wasn't like he like, I mean, it wasn't like a life is good, good performance in terms of, you know, considering the competition he was facing. So while I think he fits in, um, I definitely am not ready to say like, he's definitely not in the ballpark as his stable mate, uh, essential quality, or I guess uh, ownership stable mate, or definitely not life is good in my book. To me, it's very simple. If you think he's going to move forward a lot off this race and he, he's still, they should. And he, should. he should, and he should, right. I think he will. You know, let's let's pretend the Florida Derby was in four weeks and he entered against, you know, greatest yeah. honor. I, I would think he could compete with him for sure. Um, yeah. But if you're just going to base it on today's performance and his maiden performance, I don't think he he's quite up to four or five of our top ones right now. But again, he should move forward. He should get better going uh, two turns. Um, and, and yeah, we'll see. I mean, this this is a horse that has upside there's no doubt it's just we gotta we gotta see that first um and, and thankfully we're gonna get it to see him in a prep as long as he stays healthy and then we can kind of make that final determination for the kentucky derby but look if he goes to the wood if he goes to arkansas derby uh, you know i think he's gonna be a player there's no question about it yeah i mean and michael meyer says uh on youtube second in either arkansas or winning winning the wood gets him in the derby well even getting second in the, in the wood gets him into the derby so to me you all you this horse needs to do is get second his next yeah. uh his next race and and honestly i think uh he could get second in the wood quite easily if he gets second in the wood though is he i mean do you want him in the kentucky derby like if he goes to the wood he needs to win it now we don't know what's in arkansas we really don't know what's in arkansas until uh this weekend so, you know, at face value, I think, you know, getting second in the Arkansas Derby, uh, assuming these Rebel horses are also going to run the Arkansas Derby, I think that's going to be tough. Uh, I, I think second would be a good finish to the Arkansas Derby as of right now. But the Wood, he would need to win it. I mean, uh, but yeah, second in either one of those races gets yeah. him in uh, the Kentucky Derby. 40 points will be enough to get him in. And how about this? You got to think of this, too. 
the Dolphins never won a derby. And yeah. it's always a it's always a talk every year, you know, especially in, mm-hmm. in recent years. I mean, you can't this is easily by far their best chance to win one this year. Um, with essential quality being a, a top one or two contender. Now this one, proxy, all yeah. these horses in their kind of respected areas. I mean, you almost want to say if if say even if he runs a a race that's good enough, they say, hey, the more you know, if we have three of twenty horses, that's three. You know, that's a better chance of us winning the Kentucky Derby. So if you got to think, if the horse is qualified to get in, they're going to run. Oh, if he's mine, if he gets second in any of the any race they run him in next, he's in. I run him. <laughs> oh, no yeah. doubt. Oh. There's no reason not to run a three-year-old in the Derby if they qualified. So yeah, get him, get him first I mean, or second, and get him to the Derby. I mean, you can't. I, I think about. I'll, I don't think I'll ever not think about Country House in terms of get barely getting in because you look back at the Arkansas Derby, which was won by Omaha Beach and Country House, did what he could to get up there. Like what he finished third in the third, race, yeah. I want to say, and got enough mm-hmm. points to get got enough points to in, get in the Kentucky Derby, which he needed, and. "Quote unquote," won the Kentucky Derby. I mean, granted, it was by a DQ, but he still finished second, regardless. And that was a huge performance—one that you really didn't necessarily see coming. Point is, all you got to do is get in the gate, and you got a shot at least to 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 run well in the Kentucky Derby. So, yeah, I'm with you. If the horse can get second um, and get the points, I would be hard pressed to say he, you know, if he's healthy, um, they'll want to run him. All right, best thing you saw today because we got we got a lot to talk about today. Yeah, I mean, I, we talked about a lot of the best things I saw already. So I, I'll make this one pretty quick. I, I, this actually happened on Tuesday, but I got the first COVID shot. I was very pumped to get it. Uh, you know, I, I was able to get on a waiting list and, and be able to uh, to get on there and uh, and to get it done. So that was that was my excitement for the weekend. Uh, gave me a little bit of a sore arm, gave me a little bit of a headache for a day, but other than that, it's been fine. So. Uh, yeah, that that's that's definitely the best thing I've seen in in maybe a year <laughs> is getting vaccinated for this damn thing. So, <laughs> well, how about how about think about that for a second? So a year ago, we were not even knowing what COVID really was, and and obviously yeah. the impact it would make. To a, I mean, only one year later, and and you've got your vaccine, at least uh, the first stage of it. So yeah. it's pretty amazing, um, all things considered, that we're able to kind of get this this is already out there and people are able to get it. So, yeah, it's pretty surreal. You know, it's pretty surreal. I can remember uh, the day Oklahoma city played uh, uh, the jazz and the guy got COVID and they canceled the game, right. Yeah. As they were tipping it off. Yeah. And Rudy, Rudy and, Gobert. And, yes, and, there's a, yeah. I, and I haven't seen it yet, but there's a, they did a special on him. Have you seen that? No, I haven't. And I watched the intro to it and I was like, it gave me chills. Cause it was, it, 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 it cause he was the figure for all of sports, yep, that kick things off, if you remember, yeah, and, and even after the game, he like was touching the mics, remember, and it kind of he did because obviously no one knew mm-hmm. the end, you know what I mean, but it was like he was kind of like oh touch like as jokingly like he wasn't meaning, but it, it, it was a it, it, he became the face for all of sports shutting down, and and they kind of talk about him in general, but also that kind of impact made it. Um, wow. Yeah, Michael Myers says it was. It was really good. Uh, so yeah, I need to watch that. So yeah, um, that, that's wild. I was I was with my nephew because we were big Thunder yeah. fans. We had a we had a family get together. Remember when you could do that? But yeah. uh, anyway, uh, I was with my nephew, and we were like, "This is the dumbest thing ever." 
because we didn't we just didn't take it serious. We just wanted to watch basketball. It's like I can't believe this ruin on our sports. You know, a little bit <laughs> we know how serious this thing was. Uh, but yeah, that was that was wild. All right, I've got a good one for you. Okay, this is the, okay. easily the best. This is last. You know, talk about someone said Virginia buzzer beater, which I guess is you know that just happened, but. Uh, <laughs> Uh, buzzer beater here on best thing I saw today. Look what arrived in the mail just now. Now look, oh. that's our favorite. But look, our friends at Ten Strike Racing oh. sent us some of our favorite Woodford Reserve, which we love. You know, we we should be sponsored by Woodford Reserve because we drink enough of it. Yeah, and, and Ten Strike engraved in the back. So, oh, that's awesome. Today, Shout out to 10 Strike Racing. Clay, thank you so much. Marshall Graham, um, thank you for sending that to us. And the first thing that came to my mind is I don't care the cost. I don't even know. I don't even know what it is or what it takes to do that, but we need those for us. So Yeah. That's really cool. Really so, cool. Uh, I can't the problem is, is do you it's super cool. Like, do you just keep the bottle? Cause I really want to drink it, right? I mean <laughs> Yeah, I you probably you're probably not supposed to, but <laughs> okay. I'll leave it on my shelf. I'll buy others. You uh, could fill it with brown water after you drink it. <laughs> <laughs> Problem is, it looks so good, you know. So then even the brown water, yeah. See, Joshua says drink it. Yeah. Uh, Michael Myers, that is bleeping beautiful. I agree. It yeah, is. I agree. Uh, what well, I I, I kind of he had mentioned he asked for my address a while back, and I I kind of forgotten about it. So I got this package. Today. I was like, what the hell is that? Oh, oh yeah. So. That's cool. We, we got to get racing dudes uh, of those because that is sick. All right, let's get to it. Today's show, we're going to preview the $1 million Rebel Stakes at Oakland Park and $300,000 Beholder Miles Stakes at Santa Anita Park. Then we're going to get some rapid fire selections for some of the remaining stakes action this weekend at Oakland Park. Let's go. in the rebel all right let's go to oakland park race 11 on the program rebel stakes grade two with a million dollars for three-year-olds you'll be hard-pressed to find a one million dollar race in march for three-year-olds it's at oakland park mile 16 field of eight lines up for this one 50 20 10 5 for your top four finishers at kentucky derby prep race you win here you're in the kentucky derby and of course this guy bob baffert heard of him owns this race in the past looking for eight Rebel wins. That's right. Eight. He's looking for eight. And he's got two of the of eight horses in here, led by the seven horse concert tour at two to one. Shockingly, Willie made a bad morning line, it looks like. Nine to five on Cattle River. No offense, but come on. Nine to five on that horse. And Bob Baffert brings in his one of his best horses, and he's two to one. Uh keep me in mind makes his three-year-old debut. He's at four to one. Get her number eight to one for Peter Miller. Hozier, 12 to one, 12 to one on Big Lake. Uh, Twilight Blue is 15 to 1. And Superstock, another surprise kind of entry uh, at 6 to 1. You know, this was kind of, we knew Concert Tour was coming here. We knew Keep Me in Mind was coming here. Cattle River, obviously, we knew, but we this kind of surprised a few of these other ones that entered here. Yeah, it's kind of a mixed bag once you get past a couple of them. Uh, you know, I, I, some of those other ones, it almost feels like it's filler a little bit, but. Concert Tour, Cattle River, Get Our Number, Keep Me In Mind, maybe even Big Lake. We'll talk about those, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, Bad Morning Line. I think Concert Tour goes off the favorite. Uh, you know, th this horse is a, is a graded stakes winner. It's one of Baffert's best. I think it's probably Baffert's second best is what I'm going to guess. Huge yeah. workout coming into this. Uh, just really looked good last weekend. 
you know, Joel Rosario aboard once again, all the signs. Uh, but Cattle River is going to be bet as well off that Smarty Jones win. Got the local win over the track and, the you know, the local trainer in Brad Cox. So, I mean, I could see where you make them close, but I think you probably flip uh, the odds. I would make Concert Tour 9-5, to five, yeah. Yeah. Cattle River 2-1, to one, or even 8-5 to five and 5-2. Yeah. to two. Yeah, and let me be clear, like, it's not, there's zero disrespect for Cattle River there. It's just like, you got, I mean, look, look like, listen to this stat. Bob Baffert, which you don't need a stat for Bob Baffert, but he's been represented by 13 horses in the Rebel. One starter, at least one starter, in, in uh, every year since 2010. He's won the race seven times, finished second three times, and third once, bankrolling over $3 million. So, let's put, let's do the math there. 13 horses. He's run the seven times, second three times. So there's 10, 11. So 11 of his 13 horses have hit the board, and he's won the race seven times. He's going to be the favorite when they when they when they go out of the gate. So to me, it's just like, what are you doing with with trying to have Cattle River? But re- regardless of that, we got it. We know Constitutor. Question is, can he beat? Because I mean, if 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 someone's going to upset him, it seems like it's likely to be the Brad Cox. Uh, who obviously is a very, very good trainer in his, himself, uh, going to be Cattle River. I, here's the deal. I, I went into this thinking I was going to pick Cattle River, but when you look at this setup on paper, it really doesn't look great for Cattle River. You know, he's drawn, obviously, inside of all the speed he's on the rail. There's a lot of freaking speed in this race. I was shocked, you know, and then Baffert brings in Hozier, who I think is going to go out there and try to run with Cattle River as well. Now, you may look at that and say, well, Concert Tour has speed too, but he's drawn to the outside, which to me gives him options. If the if, if Rosario breaks out of there and it's like nobody's really gunning it, sure, take him to the lead. But I think it's more likely that he kind of sits off those speed horses, sits just behind them in like third or fourth. And I think that's the perfect stocking trip. So Concert Tour for me I, is who I'm going to pick on top. Uh, I, I do think it's close between him and Cattle River, but I, I, I just don't like the setup for Cattle River here. Uh, so Concentrator on top for me. Um, when I talked about pace, I don't really like keep me in mind, but I do think if he's going to win one, boy, it kind of seems like it's going to set up decent for him, right? If I'm saying there's a lot of pace and this is the one that's the best closer, well, uh, he has a shot. So if this thing falls apart, keep me in mind. I actually think has a shot to win. And that's a horse I've kind of thought I would be against in this spot. Win is a stretch. I think he's got every right to, I mean, he's, he's a perennial, like hit the board horse. You know, he, he's, he's like, he's going to, he's, he runs his race every time I feel like. And so, yeah. And, it, and the pace sets up. So I, yeah, I guess the thing falls apart and constitute isn't what we thought and, and cattle river sucks or he falls apart. Then yeah. Keep me in mind. Seems like, a horse that could pick up the pieces, but to me, you lock him in your second spot, third spot. Like I, I would, I would love to play like a seven, six, one straight try or something. Like I, I just, I, that, that to me uh, is got a good chance of hitting because I, I love concertur. The moment he ran his race and, and, you know, I, the joke is obviously that I, I picked a Philly in the fifth round of the of fantasy league of marrying Gary West or Gary, <laughs> Mary West horse. And, uh, and was this horse is also a concert being owned by the same owners, obviously. And I said, I picked the wrong Gary and Mary West, or of course I didn't have a chance to concert to her. But the point was, is I thought this horse was the goods. 
uh, after that that debut. And then, you know, I get that the Freedom Fighter doesn't quite, after his lackluster effort last week, doesn't necessarily, you know, ring real proudly for concert tour here. But, I, he, I mean, he's stretching out from seven furlongs to a mile 16th. Bob Baffert always, I mean, this might be, you know, this is one of the few exceptions in all those years that he doesn't make, you know, life is good. It's his best horse, but he always brings a top horse. He's bringing, he's for the rebel. He's bringing a horse to win. Okay. Like, let, like he's not bringing to some idiot horse. Hozier might be that idiot horse, but he's bringing it. He actually said, by the way, if you're thinking about playing the other Baffert, just, he said, I, I was hoping that we could get him in the allowance race and it didn't happen. Yeah. Uh, he said, he literally said, I was hoping to do that. Maybe he can run a Spielberg type of race and get yeah. underneath. So he doesn't think his horse can win. He does think concert tour can win. It's hard to beat Bob Baffert in the rebel. I, I, he's the pick. Um, yeah, he's my pick. I do think cattle river is going to tell us a lot. Um, just because it's always been, it's like, who is the best Cox horse? You know, what it, you know, between mandolin and this horse, and of course, central quality, who is it going to be? And, and and you kind of are on the fence a little bit. With Cattle River, if Cattle River can go and win this race and it kind of stomp concert tour, you're like, oh shit, maybe he's better, maybe he is the best Cox horse, you know? So I feel like he's going to tell us a lot about kind of the overall picture a little bit too. I'll say this about Cattle River if he does win here. I think I think he is the best Cox horse. I, I and you know I that'll probably make people mad, but I, I I do think this would be a hell of a win for Cattle River based on the scenario you're seeing, uh, you know, right now. Uh, it's easy if if it doesn't play out like that and he wins to come back and say, well, he, you know, this or that happened. But you when you look on paper and you say immediately, Cattle River's up against it here and then he wins, that would be really impressive to me. So I, I do think he he could be the best Cox horse if he wins this race. Uh, but yeah, like you said, is right. I mean, listen, I don't like picking Baffert, but same time, it just it, it just seems like this is the best horse uh, in the field. Um, a horse I am interested in a little bit. Uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Perfect timing. Uh, yeah, thoughts I'm... on get her number in Big Lake. Those are the two horses I wanted that are, that are my underneath plays. Uh, that, that could kind of make this thing pay. Uh, I'll start with get her number. Uh, you know, I, I think you just have to be honest and say, I, I don't know what to expect from him. And how could you, how could you know? It seems to me like this is a pretty big challenge to come off of a, a two-year-old race in September, which was a win and that's great. And now we're all the way in March. You're going to ship halfway across the country and run in the rebel and run against a pretty good field. I, this is a huge challenge. If that horse wins, automatically going to be in like the top five or six, I think, in the Derby uh, can, Derby ranks because it'd be a really impressive win. So I, I don't know. But Big Lake is one I do kind of think I know how that horse is going to run. Uh, has won two races in a row, won a really nice allowance uh, race last time out at Fairgrounds on uh, Risen Star Day. I, I think Big Lake at 12 to 1 is really interesting. Um, I like Big Lake much more than – uh, the six to one uh, super stock for Aspusen. I don't like that horse at all, but big Lake at 12 to one. Yeah. I'll take that all day. Yeah. The numbers aren't very strong for either of the Aspusen horses, but it doesn't definitely feels like to me, if there is one that you like, I mean, obviously his dad won the race race, right? American mm -hmm. Pharaoh, big Lake. Uh, he seems like the one. And while he does, you know, when you look at time for him, he's, he's got a lot of front end speed, but you know, he won those last two races, you know, especially that, you know, then we broke his bait from coming off. Yep. Um, 
the one thing, and I, and I mentioned this a little bit, uh, I think it, I want to say it was with the great one. And, and I, I talked a little bit about last week, the Lasix move. He's back to without Lasix here. Big Lake is. And then, and obviously he got Lasix in those two races where he looked like a little bit of a different horse. So to me, that was one that you have to, you have to kind of weigh that in. I think the Lasix, yeah, we talked about that. You have to, you have to talk about Lasix um, more. You look at the concert tour on the San Vicente, a stakes horse, <clears throat> stakes race. He didn't do it with Lasix, you know, um, and he doesn't do it again here. So that shows you like, okay, he can do it. And that also should show you horses can also run well without. But with Big Lake, he kind of showed two dull efforts to start his career and then two really good efforts. And with both of those were with Lasix. So you have to kind of um, – keep that in mind a little bit whenever you're looking at these this year with, with the Lasix conversation. Um, yeah. He, you know, get her number is one of those for me that is interesting. Cause you just don't know what he is. Yep. You know, like you just don't like the horse won the American Pharaoh at eight to one um, beat Ron, Be- Ron, Ron and Ron Bauer and, and Spielberg who come on. I mean, we, we know what those horses are. Didn't get a great number. Didn't get a bad number. Castellano jumps on board. To me, he's, if anything, he's just one that's just going to, I mean, Peter Miller's dangerous and obviously ships out here to, to avoid um, the other Baffert um, out there, but he gets concert tour. I, I just think he's going to be up against it off that kind of layoff with these kind of horses. So I, I think he's more of a pace stand, a pace horse than anything. Um, and someone mentioned this earlier. Uh, I've probably lost it in the comments here. Oh yeah, here's Joshua Hozier is the fullback for concert tour. <laughs> so true, right? We we mm-hmm. see it. We I mean, we saw it last week uh, with Medina Spirit. I mean, not that it really mattered, but he clears the way for everybody. You know, kind of opens everything up. And yeah. and concert tour drawing outside of of Hozier is just going to be like Martins, like just can go out there and just beat the hell out of everyone, get, get him out of the way, and kind of set the race up perfect for, for concert tour. So when Baffert's got two, make no mistake, he, you know, it's, he's got a purpose for that as well. So um, listen, I always, I, I, not only do I always ask it, I also say why I ask it, but I'll t- keep saying that. I ask it every time. How many horses out of this race do you like moving forward in terms of the Derby? Oh man. Um, I, I, I think, I think, Three. I'll say three. Uh, I, I think keep me in mind is that kind that's going to get there. And I do think Cattle River uh, and Concert Tour will get there. So I, I'll say three. Uh, you know, history shows us that the right answer will probably end up being two because one probably won't live up to the hype or get injured. But I'll say three. Listen, I I think like keep me in mind like eight to five to get to the Derby just because he's He's gonna run him again, and he's gonna. I mean, I get that. Like, it'd be, it can't have been eight to five, I guess, if he didn't have you know the the weather issues and just kind of the delay. I mean, if he would have ran him in the southwest too, but he just feels like a horse that's gonna pick keep picking up points. You know, he just keeps getting some points. So uh, keep me in mind. I like uh, to get in Constitute, obviously, um, and Cattle River. So yeah, I'm gonna say three. I think there's three, and, and two of those are are legit. Like, listen, I I kind of like low-key love concert tour in terms of big picture really? like i just feel like if this horse because we don't know he's he's ran at seven furlongs if this horse goes and like stretches out here and runs really impressive again i mean he got a 94 buyer in the san Vicente. 
say he runs like a 99, 101, something like that. Like he's still not life as good, but he's like super legit. And so I, I think he belongs. Um, so I, I think concert tour is kind of the real deal in this race. So uh, you and me both, we're on number seven concert tour. Support for Flickers Off is brought to you by Manscaped. Who is the best men's below the waist grooming? Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over the technology developments to provide you the best tools and grooming experience. Manscaped is trusted with over 2 million men worldwide. We have exclusive offer for our listeners today. 20% off plus free shipping with the dude with uh with using the promo code dudes at manscaped.com. Dude. This, I mean, I'm telling you, this stuff it is legit. Have you used it yet? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Heather and I have been enjoying it very much. Well, Heather has. And, and then <laughs> I have, and she has. Uh, listen, this is like not, I, I, I get it. Like, you guys are like, I always get to racing. But listen, every single person listening to this show either has balls or they don't have balls and they have someone that does have balls. And so, listen, you, you, it, 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 everyone wins. I so last week I had I had kind of sampled it, but I didn't like go it full on, uh, as you know, full on. Let's call it uh, a trimming. Okay, it's legit. All right, <laughs> I'm just saying that it's super super legit. You know, we have these certain things to say. You know, that you can say like the light and, and the way it doesn't pull at your hair. It all works. Like the light came in handy. Totally worked. Uh, it, it comes with a, it's waterproof. I used it in the shower. Perfect. The, the, you, if, if I was, if I was you guys, I would go to manscaped.com and I would get the perfect package 3.0 kit. That's what we got. Mm-hmm. It's awesome because it comes with everything. I even used the lotion afterwards. It's got the, the newspapers that come with it that you can, you can put down to trim with, you know, it, it's, it's super, super legit, man. I love it. Yeah, it's great. I love the shower thing the best, how it's waterproof. That's that's nice, because you don't want to do that outside of the shower. And when I got it, I thought, well, it's a, it's like a, you know, like you're seeing on the screen there. I don't, I can't use that. You know, I, I'm not going to sit in the bathroom and do it, but in the shower, perfect. Yeah, I do. Listen, and by the way, it came with uh, boxer briefs, too. Yep. I mean, super, super comfortable. And the t-shirt. Um, they they threw it to us, uh, and it, it's got a travel bag with it as well. So you can like literally, I love it because it's like you can just take take it with you and do some trimming when you go, and it's like it's removed the whole shtick of of like you know you don't talk about shaving your balls right to your friends, but it's like hey, are you manscaped? Yeah, I'm manscaped. That's no no real problem. Let's move on. Let's pick a winner in this race six, right? You know, like it's like whatever. <laughs> We're at a different we're at a different age these days, guys. We're all talking about horse racing, but you've gotta you've gotta be trimmed up, man. Come on. It's the COVID is about over. We gotta get back out there. That's you gotta true. have your ball. You can't leave the quarantine era looking like a bush, right? You gotta, you gotta trim it up. Manscaped.com, 20% off plus free shipping with promo code DUDES. That's right. Your balls. Well, thank you. Get 20% off. Free shipping. Promo code dudes at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use promo code dudes. Unlock the confidence. You'll always use the right tools with for the job at manscaped.com. Your balls. Your balls, Halterman. Yeah. They will thank you. And 
they're off in the Beholder Mile. Let's head to Santa Anita, race eight, the Beholder Mile stakes on Saturday. It's grade one or 300K for Phillies Mares, four-year-olds, and up one one mile. Field of eight lines up for this one. And we talked about the uh, Triple Crown Trail. Let's talk about the Preakness winner last year. Preakness, number one, Preakness. Swiss Skydiver. Here she is, back at Santa Anita, where she also won last year. Uh, winning, winning the Santa Anita Oaks on her on, on her journey to winning everywhere last year, right? Every track seemed like uh, eight to five morning line favorite, five to two on Harvest Moon. You got four to one, and uh, as time goes by, we're going to talk a little bit of in rapid fire about the horse that beat her in the Kentucky Oaks. She dares the devil, but some like the kind of the 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 the, uh, the overall picture here is: Do you bet this horse coming back off of uh, you know into her four year old debut? Boy, this is one that, ah, man, this really, this one really bothered me for a long time. I'm going to play against Swiss Skydiver here. Uh, I love that she's back. You know, I love uh, that, that they brought her back for another year. I think she's one of the coolest horses in training. I'm going to go against her here. Uh, I, I, I just think there's enough other options to kind of go the other way with. And, uh, you know, Magic really pointed out something uh, on the on the uh, live stream last week. The horses that ship to Santa Anita and run on the dirt right now, they just don't run very well. You mm -hmm. know, Maxville got beat last week. Nashville got beat, uh, you know, back in December. It's, it's definitely a different track. It's kind of a tiring track. I'm going to go against Swiss Skydiver as far as a top pick. Uh, I definitely think this is a horse you have to use. I mean, don't leave her out, whatever you do. Uh, but I'm going to go with the sixth horse as time goes by in this spot. Uh, I just think this is a horse going in yes. the right direction for, for, for uh, Bob Baffert. Won two races in a row. Last time out at a mile. Wins by nine links. Under wraps. Looked, I mean, just looked really impressive. Mike Smith was on the two. He now jumped on the six as Rosario took them out on concert tour. That's why he's not here. And, um, yeah, I just think as time goes by, could pull the upset here. You also have to think about Swiss Skydiver. You know, the last time we saw her, uh, didn't run very well. Uh, you know, she definitely needed a break. Now she's got it. First time back, we'll see. You know, uh, I'm not going to be shocked at all if she wins. Probably going to, you know, probably going to be like three to five. I just think if you're going to try to beat her, the first out as a four-year-old, it might be the best spot to try. And then what's, what's the harm in it, really? You know, what are we going to do? Pick Swiss Skydiver to win and better at three to five. I mean, I, I just don't want it right now. Not first out. Uh, I'll just take a, a, a small shot against with the six as time goes by. Yeah, another uh, another uh, story here with uh, the Lasix, right? You know, Swiss Skydiver obviously didn't have the Lasix issue last year, but with the trip, you know, the, the stakes and obviously that becoming bigger this year, uh, running without Lasix for the first time. And, and so is the horse that you picked as time goes by running for the first time without LASIK. So another one of those situations we'll have to see. Um, in this case, you have a lot of horses that haven't ran without it, so you just don't really know. Um, but I'm with you. I, listen, I, part of the reason why it was so hard to, to, to play her, you know, or why the Preakness was so hard to, to kind of get over, because it's like you don't ever play McPeak at a short price. I don't play McPeak at a short price. But winning the Preakness, like, 11, 12 to 1s, like, I could have got on board of that, you know? I just never saw it in a million years. Um, listen, off the layoff, 8 to 5, going to be the favorite. McPeak, 
come on. Like, I agree. Like, someone says, no-brainer here, dead bet against. I agree. Like, it's a bet against. I I, I, I love this horse. And I, I wish – I think it'd be great to see her come back as a four-year-old, be very good, and compete with Monomoy Girl and and have, you know, that the staff division be really salty again this year. I would love – I, I like – but I just – she had such a big campaign as a three-year-old. And, and obviously, the, the, the shift from three to four – McPeak, I mean, you just don't know how they're going to come back. And if there's ever a time to try to beat her, it's here. Um, I'm with you. I mean, as time goes by, if you, you know, listen, you know, you have that, uh, you know, that win in January, like, like you say, on the track, which is a huge, huge thing, like you said, to get, get that win. Um, Bob Baffert, Mike Smith jumps over here with Rosario staying or going to Oakland um for bob baffert as well so yeah you, you, you know you you would have thought kind of the two makes some sense and then it's like well mike that's he's rode, rode that horse four straight times mm-hmm. and here he and he jumps over to to the the, uh, the six so i think as time goes by is is a legit threat um to kind of you know basically sit the trip whether he you know whether he wants to, uh or she wants to go or if she wants to sit off of the speed a little bit, uh, Mike will be able to make that decision. But I think that the way she the drawing outside is going to make this horse very, very dangerous when they hit the top of the lane. Well, here's a comment here that I think makes some sense that we need to discuss. Rachel Alexander was one who never returned the same at four after an outstanding three-year-old year, our campaign. That's very true. And I'm not saying Swiss Skydiver's Swiss skydiver is going to be like that. But when you look at the campaign for her and the campaign for Rachel, yeah, they're pretty damn similar. You know, this horse danced a lot of dances. So I don't think it's a bad thing to, to, to kind of say, okay, let's take a step back. Let's see this race. Uh, this is another thing I'm watching for fun as a fan. Hey, it might be one of those races for you and that's fine. And I, I don't think that's a bad way to look at this either. Uh, we just kind of have to look at it from a betting standpoint and it just seems to make sense to try to play again. So another thing for multi-races, in the seventh race, you have Jolie Olympica, who is a damn good horse. You can go short there and then spread in this race and try to beat that favorite. So you've got some options other than just, I have to single Swiss Skydiver here, like many, many will. Uh, it's just, it makes a lot of sense to try to beat her in this spot. Um, you know, I, you know, as far as my, my fanhood, I would love to see Swiss side ever roll here because I think, uh, as people have mentioned it in the chat, uh, Monomoy Grill, Swiss Skydiver, a rematch. Maybe Swiss Skydiver has kind of taken a step forward, other than backwards, is maybe we're, you know, speculating what she will do as a four year old. That's what you want in the sport. You want superstar matchups, and that would be a superstar matchup. Every time those two run, what a matchup that would be. What a hype, you know, what a hype train that would be. So, yeah, let's hope that those two do meet up and they're in top form and and they'll battle it out. Yeah, you gotta. I think you do need to go as deep as you can here because I, I mean, obviously, you got to play Swiss Sky or Golden Principle. Um, <clears throat> you know, you never know. Uh, Harvest. I like Harvest Moon yep. Um, yep. A, a lot. You know, obviously Pratt, Simon Callahan. This horse has been really good, and it seems like this has kind of been. Um, one of the one of the stops for this horse, obviously making uh, her four year old debut as well, finished fourth to Monomoy Girl, only beaten two and a half in the Breeders' Cup, um, won the Zenyatta <clears throat> at Santa last fall. So, Harvest Moon has definitely got every right to win this race. 
Sanius, 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 whatever that horse is, the four horse. I think that horse uh, definitely could pull off an upset uh, as well. So, I mean, listen, this it's one of those that you, if you want to try to beat her, you would sure hate to try to beat Swiss Skydiver and not beat Swiss Skydiver, so to speak, in in your in whatever you're playing. Because if you if you get her beat, then you're gonna it's gonna help pay you know on your on your uh, you know your pick four, or pick five, whatever you're playing. So if you beat her, it's great, but make sure you get the horse home. So I think the deeper you can go here uh, to try to beat her, you know, we listened to the magic Mike show before we got on here and, and Samich oddly enough, right. Was like, was single to Swiss skydiver here. And that's so unlike him in terms of trying to beat her. So, you know, what do you, I guess that's the way you have to look at this. Do you try to beat her, you know, or do you single her? That's the thing. I was shocked by that. I really was. This this one has all the makings of a horse that he would play against. So that's very interesting. Uh, I, I thought this, you know, this horse is not a miler. Yeah, you can say that, right? You could definitely say that this horse is not a miler. The, 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 you know, the horse has won at seven furlongs, and then her only mile race was second. That was her second start. After that, they've all been a mile and 16th or more. So I, I do think that's kind of a factor as well. Um, you know. We'll see what happens. I, 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 I'm very much looking forward to watching this race. I, I think this is going to be a very uh, entertaining spot. And you're right. If you're going to go, if you're going to go against her, you might as well, uh, you know, I'm not saying play, play them all, but you might as well go three, four deep here. If you're going to play against her. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. So listen, I think you and I both agree. Like we, we're not, we're not against twist skydiver, so to speak. Like hopefully, you know, we like next time out, especially how depending on how she runs, um, you gotta think that there's bigger, better things. The six just seems like a horse that's kind of primed up and ready to go in this spot and, and could definitely pull off the upset. So you and I are both trying to pull off an upset here at four to one, number six for Bob Baffert as time goes by. Time for Run the Fire, presented by the Inside Track to the 2021 Rebel Stakes. Get our all-inclusive nine-page wager guide to the 2021 Rebel Stakes on March 13th. This Saturday at Oakland Park features in-depth analysis of all five stakes on the card, including the $1 million Rebel Stakes plus get bonus race by race analysis, betting suggestions, and multi-race plays for Oakland Park's entire Saturday card. Subscribe to Racing Dudes Premium and receive absolutely free or can be purchased individually at Racing dudes.com you gotta check this out we do we redesigned the whole thing it looks amazing uh go to racingdudes.com uh to learn more all right we're gonna do uh some we've been doing the rapid fire uh a different a little differently but this weekend we just have kind of the, the main focus uh, other than the big ones is the undercard at oakland so we're gonna stick at oakland park we're gonna do three we're gonna do these area the essex and the hot springs uh let's stick let's let's kick it off with race five the azari that's a grade two at Oakland Park on Saturday, 350K. Phillies and Mares, four-year-olds and up and one, one 16th miles. Field of five lines up for this one. Talked about the uh, Swiss Skydiver. Horse the beast Swiss Skydiver in the Kentucky Oaks last year. Number five, She Dares the Devil. Two to one morning line favorite for Brad Cox. Listen, you know, this one's interesting. You kind of, if you're playing against Swiss Skydiver, it's hard to, to, to turn it back this horse, but I can make a case for why you could. Came back off that Kentucky Oaks to lose a spinster at Keeneland. Uh, to all his candy and valence, finished third that day. Hasn't been seen since. What do you make of this race? We tried to beat Swiss Skydiver. Are we going to try to beat She Dares the Devil? Well, there's a couple of big differences between the two. Okay, uh, number one, 
you, it's it's just as simple as this. You trust Brad Cox a little bit more, right? <laughs> so there's that. Uh, this horse didn't have that long, grueling campaign. Uh, you know, you look at this horse, they kind of spaced the races a lot better. Only really ran in, in a couple of really tough ones at the end. But the rest of them were really just real logical spots for this horse. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to go number five, She Dares the Devil on top. Uh, the biggest reason, though... I don't think a whole lot of this field. I really don't. You look at the one, the two, and the four, She Dares the Devil probably should just, like, beat those horses no matter what. Like, with a B effort, I think she kind of beats them. The worry is definitely the three. But you look at Latruska, who I like, and I definitely think is is the, you know, the other horse to kind of take a look at here. She doesn't really do that great when she moves up in competition, right? She's kind of a grade three type as far as winning. You know, she ran the grade two Belle Dame, got beat. Ran the grade one ballerina, got beat. Now, got beat to really good horses. But what if she dares the devil is a really good horse? I mean, if she runs back to that Kentucky Oaks race, or I would even argue if she runs kind of similar to the spinster, probably going to win here. So for me, I'm going to go number five, she dares the devil. All right. Here's our first. Uh, you know, we we went we were two for two on picks. We're gonna we're gonna have a hard disagree here. Um, and listen, I I completely disagree with your last statement. If she what runs the spinster race, she ain't winning. Number three, Latrusta is going to win. Listen, her last two efforts have been 98, 97 buyers, wire to wire fashion. And yeah, they were the grade three races. But like you say, she's only beating who she's facing. And and in, in the grade two, she loses. She she runs a little bit different races you know when you look at the mile made for you know this horse kind of brings it most of the time she's had a few duds in there but most of the time 95 in the shoe she wins that at saratoga like i don't think she dares like we'll see i guess right but she dares the devil winning at saratoga would surprise me you look at this horse other than the oaks i mean this horse was 15 to 1 in the kentucky oaks she's been mildly average maybe slightly above average but mildly average she dares the devil 91 buyer in the spencer in their loss 86 in the indian oaks 83 previously to that 78 in the fantasy yeah she improved but then she backed off that a little bit the 101 kentucky oaks race was obviously just wildly out of nowhere and you know you you, you can yeah she beat switch guyver yeah she beat gamine who obviously didn't want to go that far but I just think Latruska gate to wire. I, I really, I just think she's she's obviously been freshened up for this one. You know, winning in December in uh, the Rampart, winning in January in the Houston Ladies Classic, and now here, uh, she she's won at Oakland Park. She's three for three at the distance. She gets Rosario, my boy Rosario. No one finishes like Rosario, who by the way rode this horse in the Shuvi at Saratoga uh, back in August, and guess what? He won with her. One, he got this horse to win at a mile and eighth. Okay? Like, this horse should not probably win at a mile and eighth, but he did. He will get this horse to the wire, gate to wire. I like number three, Latruska, to just pull off the mild upset. I got to ask. I, I Like I said, I think Latruska has a big chance. I got to ask, and I've seen a couple. You've said it, and somebody on the chat said I don't remember who it was. Why do you think the three is going to get out, like, way ahead of the five? I don't no, I don't necessarily think she's gonna get I don't out way ahead. Um, but I do think she's faster than the, the the five is up front. And I just think that's gonna be plus you gotta think <clears throat> Flo 
the, look at the Kentucky Oaks where he won. What did he do? He set off just slightly, but he set off. I don't think this. I don't think this horse is going to go for the lead. I think the three is going to get the lead because they know Rosario is going to go to the lead, and they're not going to try to fight that. She set a length off Gamine in the in the Kentucky Oaks. Hey, we can make a bet. If you think this horse will be in the lead when they hit the backstretch, like let's make a bet. I guarantee you, she, I don't think she'll be on the lead because she's drawn to the outside. But to think that Latruska is going to have an easy trip here, I don't think is accurate. I think the five would have to break poorly or something like that. I think this horse is within a length or a half length of Latruska the whole way around. And maybe she is, but I don't, I just don't think she's a very good horse. <laughs> well, I mean, no, no, that's fair. But I don't, th- like, I, I, I'm, and you didn't really say it, but I've seen a lot of people say, Latruska, easy, lone speed. I don't think that's the case, really. You know, and I mean, the the, uh, the McPeak horse, the one, has got shows some speed drawn real. I mean, there's plenty of speed in this race, right? I mean, so to me, the reason, to be honest, you know, why I think someone asked, uh, you know, I, I don't know, I, I'm not going to bring it up. I don't know where they're at, so I'm sorry who said it. But uh, someone said, well, you know, for Brad Cox, why, why enter two when one will do? Well... The four has a nice little pace set up yep. in place here. So yep. if you're Brad Cox, you get Castellano, the horse just won the Pippin. You say, hey, if this if she's not ready, if the race belt's down, maybe the four can pick it up. Like so I I don't necessarily that's and that to me is a is a reason to also play against the five for my and I and listen, I, I am by no means am I gonna like take off i'm gonna use the five i'm gonna use the four i'm gonna use the three i think you use as many as you can in this one um because i just think i like the three four five uh in this one but i just think the three will go gate to wire the the three is consistently shown to be just a little bit faster and off the layoff a horse that i don't necessarily fully trust anyways i just think the five won't quite get it done well, and again, I have no problem for you or anybody else thinking the five may not be legit. That's fine. But it's just funny because I picked the five because I thought the pace would be perfect for the five. Drawn outside of the other speed, but she has a ton of speed. Flo can just sit her wherever need be. I thought she would get the better trip than the three. Now, if then you think you the three's going to get the five, then that's what, you know, that's just a difference of opinion, but. I think the Jared, five gets the best trip out of all of them. Then you have Jared Bush here saying that the one is is the winner here, no doubt. If no doubt. if the one now here's the deal. Here's the difference between the one for McPeak and then Swiss Skydiver for McPeak. The one campaigned a lot lighter and was hot to end the year. So if that one takes a step up and progresses, I think she's there. She wasn't that far behind. The, you know these top ones. Yeah. But I think you have to project progression. Well, listen, and if, if the one the one's gonna have to float up at five, if, if if the horse was like six to one or something, I like that a lot more than five to two. Yeah, uh, I agree. On the one, on the one. Um, don't, don't you think she kind of maybe not five yeah. six to one, but don't you think she'll be like four to one? Oh yeah, because all the money is gonna go on the five, and obviously and the three. The three. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's no way that the, those aren't the co-favorites. I mean, like one, two. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think you might get a little. You'll get better than five to two. So, jo- or Jared, if you like uh, the one, I think you're gonna you're gonna be able to get four to one, something like that. Um, but listen, it, it, it's supposed to be rapid fire. We're gonna. This is a good race, right? So we're gonna. 
Uh, we'll move on because listen, we're you're on the five, I'm on the three. It's a, it's definitely lacking. I guess it, it's it is lacking star power in a sense. But maybe she does devil is like a star. Maybe she's a, a star this year. So we'll see. It, it kind of has that. Like I feel like we know what the three is. We know what Litruski is. Yeah. Yep. Good, not great. The five could be good, not great, yep. or you know, could be an Oaks winner that kind of backed off a little bit in the spinster that's why she lost but here she's gonna make a big campaign obviously you have red cox and flow on your side uh it's hard to not right well one thing about that spinster she got beat by valence who was second in the in the breeders cup distaff and she got beat by uh, uh you know Oli's candy who's you know hard knocker and ran in all those races so it wasn't yeah. good it wasn't good She's but, got Brad Cox. She's yeah. uh, she's won at Oakland and she's won three times at five starts at this distance. So, if, I mean, yeah. it's hard to not like her. I'm going to try to beat her with three. Latruska, you've got her, the five. She dares the devil. All right. The Essex Handicap, race seven. $500,000, four-year-olds and up. One and one sixteenth miles. Field of seven lines up for this one. This another kind of similar race where you've got a horse that's a, a strong favorite, but you, you might there's horses in here that you can use to try to beat him two to one on the five horse silver state for aspie some three to one on tax tax showing up everywhere man he's just trying to win a race come on let the guy win night ops three to one four to one harper's first ride for diodoro those seem like the main contenders here what do you think yeah i i didn't want to play tax on top that's that's my first thing so i i definitely uh, I'm against tax. I will probably play defensively just because, you know, that horse always likes to fuck with me. But uh, listen, I, I really am a fan of Silver State. I thought this horse was going to be pretty good on the Derby Trail last year. and It may have just been too much too soon. Um, but since since got the time off and come back to the races, he's really, really looked good. So I, I went with Silver State again. Uh, I don't think this is too tough of a field. Silver State beat Hunk of Burning Love last time out, and that horse might be a little better, especially at Oakland, than the horses he's facing today. So I'm going to play Silver State back uh, back one more time here today. Man, I I had a hard time with this one, to be honest with you. I I was between Silver State and the two Harper's First Ride. Yeah, I I, I like both of them. Um, Silver State's obvious, right? It's 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 Asmussen, it's Winchell, you know Willis, it, it, you know one of the you know like won the fifth season. Santana, I mean it's like they're all there, right? The horse seems like a horse that was so so as a three year old is going to continue to get better, especially as a four and five year old big time purchase. It's all there, right? I I think he every bit should win, have a shot to win here, but man. Harper's first ride is very interesting to me. Get Diodoro first time, who hits at 24%. You know, ran in the Pegasus, who was, you know, obviously a non-factor, was eased. Um, but obviously something went awry in that race. But prior to that, this horse, I mean, the horse was a big shot, 25 to 1. But considering who the horse was, that's not necessarily a massive uh, price. The horse had bringing two straight uh, buyers of uh, triple digit buyers. Won both the races. What his race is going into the race gets with Diodoro, which come on, I mean, it's got to mm-hmm. be an improved effort. Um, 
Ro, you know, ran with Lasix his entire career, goes to the Pegasus, which is kind of when, you know, with the, the whole like non Lasix thing um, was really getting going. And, and, and obviously, whether that was a contributing factor or not, we'll see. But gets Lasix back. So I like, I really expect the horse to run a lot better. The, the, I'm going to pick the two, but the, the price is going to have to be better than four to one. Like, if it's four to one versus two to one, give me Silver State. Like that, this is not a big not enough discrepancy. But if it's if it's six to five and 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 four to one or, or six to five and you know six to one or something, then Harper's first ride I think has got a, every bit of a shot here too. I I just think this horse it's kind of similar to my my pick in the last race with Latruska. You kind of know what the horse is, and getting Diodoro is only going to help. Boy, Diodoro is the thing that scares me. I I almost picked the two. I probably should have. <laughs> I'll probably be kicking myself, but I just like Silver State too much. But yeah, I think that's a good pick. Um, four five seven for Mark, which is Tax Silver State and yeah, Night Ops. So who else do you like in this race that you didn't mention? Um, obviously Greenlight Go is one of those horses that's just super interesting, just because he's he was obviously at one time thought to be. The real deal after winning the Saratoga Special, you know, is with uh, second start with uh, with Hollendorfer here at Oakland, finished fourth um, it, it, earlier. I guess I should say about a month ago in February. I mean, can this horse make any difference at six to one? Brad Cox, you got the seven horse night ops. Anything? Uh, I mean, second off the layoff, got a little bit of, of early speed. Uh, if Tax doesn't really do his job and get out front. The six could find itself on a lonely lead. I, I don't hate it if you want to try to take a price on him. Uh, he needs to float up, though. He needs to be double digits. Yeah, that's the thing. The price is going to dictate a lot of how I played this race. Yeah. Um, a two is my pick if the horse is, for some reason, bet hard. Um, I, you know, it just depends. But I, I definitely think if you're moving forward, Silver State, to me, strikes me as a horse that could be a very big force um as the horse develops as a four-year-old because i feel like this is a horse that's just in the making of kind of finally getting his feet yeah you, know, you look at a horse like gunrunner that horse wasn't gunrunner until he was gunrunner you know what mm-hmm. i mean like he, he he took him a while to get there and uh, not to compare him to gunrunner yet because silver state has a lot to prove but maybe he's just now getting to where you know look at this horse he was never that good and then that allowance win in october boom and then another allowance win. And then the fifth season, he's just been he's just been a different horse. Yep. So if this horse can continue that, continue that, um, he might have a big future ahead of him. But you're on number five, Silver State. I'm gonna try to beat him with the two horse Harper's first ride. All right, and finally, race ten, the Hot Spring Stakes, also known in the future as the Whitmore Stakes, 200k four year olds and up, going six furlongs. Field of seven lines up for this one. Speaking of Whitmore, he's in the race, eight to five. Uh, favorite number six, Whitmore, who just came off that Breeders' Cup win, which is unbelievable, right? Here's Whitmore running after him on the outside. Whitmore has taken the lead. CZ Rocket on the outside, up into second lane, but the old man's gonna do it. It's Whitmore in the Breeders' Cup sprint. Comes back for his eight-year-old campaign. That's right, he's eight. The big guy's eight, eight to five morning line favorite he's gonna try to uh to beat the two to one horse on his outside cz rocket peter miller comes in brings this one he's gonna be tough nine to two on flagstaff five to one on boulder but to me handicapping the race it really became 
Who am I going to pick, the six or the seven? That's where I fell. I debated between the six and the seven. I, I almost went Flagstaff. You know, I thought about that. I've been disappointed too many times. Yeah. Whitmore's won this race four times. This is his home track. I, I, it's just really hard for me to ever pick against him here in Hot Springs. I think he wins this one. I think it's his fifth straight. Uh, you know, I use CZ Rocket as well, but Whitmore all the way. He's one of the, my most, uh, you know, my all-time favorite horses. And, uh, you know, you're not going to hear me go against him here. Uh, I've got word that Cohen has picked the one. So the one. Um, the one. Boulder, not a bad choice. Five to one, Steve Asbison. Um, pulling for the upset, coming off that big win in the King Cotton. Uh, all right. Uh, and I, I'm with you, man. I, ultimately, it's like six or seven, six or seven. And it's just like, dude, it, it's Whitmore. It's And part of it might be biased because it's like the harp strings. It's like Whitmore's going to win. It's just his race. He always wins his race. And so maybe he came up a little bit tougher just because CZ Rocket and Peter Miller. Um, a part of me just thinks that, you know, CZ Rocket's going to, He'll try. He's gonna run his race. He's gonna be. He's gonna run a big one, and the old guy's gonna do it. You know what I mean? Like Whitmore's just gonna be too good. Um, he deserves it. I mean, he deserves a win here because everyone's rooting for him to come. You know, to come back home and off his Breeders' Cup sprint uh, win. So yeah, I'm with you, Whitmore. To me, I think you play those two horses and you move on. I, I, I'd just be really surprised. Maybe the one for Cohen, but <laughs> you, the six is just. I don't know. Like, is it is it me or is it like are you, I'm trying to get past the bias of of wanting him to win versus thinking he's going to win? Well, I you know he beat CZ Rocket last time out pretty easily, so there's that. Uh, if you look at the careers from a whole body of work, Whitmore is a better horse. Um, it, it's just a matter of uh, you know how's Miller got that horse feeling? You know, <laughs> you know. <what> I mean? <laughs> Certainly, CZ Rocket can win. (laughs) He can beat Whitmore, there's no doubt. But I think, you know, at their core, uh, you know, if they both run their best race, I think Whitmore's a better horse. Uh, uh, Bias is definitely in there for me, but I do feel that way. I feel like Whitmore's better than CZ Rocket. So hopefully he proves it. But, you know, what are you going to do? Would you be shocked if CZ Rocket wins? No. 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 (laughs) You know, I mean, you look back at like say 2018 when when he uh, 2018 to 2019 he finished second to Roy H in the in sprint and then he comes back and wins the hot springs you know it's just kind of like his thing to do um, you know when he 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 comes off of a you know whatever race King Cotton sometime you know last year he ran in the King Cotton finished second then he goes and wins the hot springs so he just feels like it's that kind of thing he's gonna come off the layoff he's gonna come win the hot springs that's what he does so i'm with you for my heart for my money number six whitmore we're both on them <laughs> so all the time we have check us out racingdudes.com for free picks and our premium selections on our products page click the products link at the main menu at racingdudes.com to learn more of the new site so if, all you got to do is click the big ass button that says get racing dudes premium you can buy all the products there you can get the new wagering guide, which, by the way, is available right now. The 2021 Rebel Stakes Wager Guide available right now on the premium page, the products page at racingdudes.com. You get it for free if you're a premium subscriber or get it uh, by purchasing individually. You can get that at racingdudes.com. We have a whole new website. you got to go check that out. The dashboard's improved on the back end, so if you buy something, you can access everything a lot easier. Obviously, we've got all the information you need for the upcoming 
Triple Crown Trail, the Kentucky Derby. Someone asked us a question. Uh, Gents, any word on Brooklyn Strong's next race? Well, the wood apparently is where he is going to go. And if you need uh, help finding that, you just got to go to racetoos.com. I just talked about it. And you just got to go to the Kentucky Derby page where Halterman is consistently ranking his top 20 horses. You can see here. It's on, uh, all you got to do is go to, on the racingdudes.com website, go to horses, Kentucky Derby, and you can see there, click Kentucky Derby. You can get all top 20 active horses right now, who he's got ranked top 20. And you can see number 20, Randall Nett, Brooklyn Strong. <laughs> His next start is the Wood Memorial. So that's the plan for Brooklyn Strong, the Wood Memorial. So there you go. So the, this page is, it's not just helpful for, for, for our fans, but it's helpful for, for me. I mean, you and I use it all the time because it's like, okay, we're, you know, you, you obviously if you keep scrolling, you've got the points uh, or the races and who's won those races. Uh, <clears throat> you keep going. You can see the latest news on these horses. Uh, you can see the points, who's in the league, race honor, life is good. You can just kind of just get, get it's just a one stop page for everything you need uh, towards the Kentucky Derby Trail. So there you go. Uh, hit or uh, Brooklyn Strong heading to the Wood Memorial. You know, the Wood Memorial may not be super strong. But it seems like there's a lot of horses are going to be pointing to that race. Yep. Whether it be because it's not, you know, thinking, well, it's not going to be that strong of a race, so let's let's run them there. Um, but it'll it'll be interesting to see. That's going to be a race that a lot of people are going to need points, right? And only a few horses will be able to get enough points to get in the Derby. Yep. Yep. No doubt. That's uh, that's that's how almost all of these are going to be starting next week with the Louisiana Derby. It's it's definitely going to start being a scramble. Uh, and, and it's do or die basically. And that's, that's kind of what, when we always used to go to the Arkansas Derby, man, that's, uh, that was definitely that, that intense feeling of this horse has to finish top two, or he's not going, or this horse has to hit the board or he's not going. Uh, yeah. So that's what makes these last races special. Oh yeah. I mean, like we talked about earlier with prevalence, you just, you got, you, you want to get in the Derby gate. That's all you want, you know? And and last week we saw two horses that maybe shouldn't. We'll see. Wayburn and Helium that mm -hmm. maybe, but they got 50 points, you know, they're in, you know, Helium's going straight to the Derby. He's in, unless he gets hurt, he's in. Yep. So you're, you're, the gates keep reducing, you know, we keep losing spots in the gates. And so, like you say, you got to, you, you know, you got you've got to get the points because it, it seems like it's going to take a decent amount of points to get in. Yep. Oh yeah. I mean it. It always it always we get to this point and you're like oh gosh that this horse I mean it's it's getting desperate he better win here and uh, that's that's how it goes when you get to this point <laughs> because uh, you, you start looking it's like damn he's going to need 30, 40 points to get in now obviously we'll have defections that'll happen but as of right now the the scramble is is definitely on. Um, uh, so yeah, that's, that's what makes this next three, four weeks a hell of a lot of fun. And see right there is, is, is a, is a big reason why we're, why some people are, it depends on who you ask either for or against the, the new, you know, quote unquote new Derby point system, because you are, that's the way it's set up is, is definitely setting up to be much more top heavy when you get to the Kentucky Derby, because it's hard. These horses are running good races to get into the Derby and then they're in, right? Mm -hmm. and then you're then you're then that 20 gets cut to like five that really have a solid choice solid chance of winning the race and so it becomes a lot harder to pick a, a mind that bird or something yeah. um in that in that sense to get you know 
you know, even if you want to talk about country house, he didn't win the race. He, he got, he got very fortunate to, to get a DQ'd in his favor, but he didn't win the race. So a very legitimate, very quote unquote predictable outcome actually happened. And he just got DQ'd. So it makes it really tough to pick long shots way the way it's set up now. It, it definitely is. It definitely feels like since this started, you, you, you definitely get the shorter prices, but uh, we don't have a ton of data on it. This hasn't been going on for all that long. So we'll see, you know, let's give it some more time. Uh, I, I miss, I only miss the old system because it lessened, you know, the importance of, of big races as two-year-olds, but some people like that. Some people think that's fine. So uh, yeah. teach their own. Uh, I you know, Listen, no system will ever be perfect with this. We're all going to have our, our things we like and dislike. So uh, overall though, it's done a pretty good job of crowning a, a worthy Derby champion. So that's, I guess that's what you want. And honestly, like, and I, and I am as guilty as anybody of, of bringing up mind that bird every time when it comes to, to, you know, Oh, he wouldn't have got in. Right. He is such a, uh, like outlier when it comes to like, if you really look back at his triple crown, triple uh, crown run, it's, it's, it's unmatched. It's unheard of. It, it, it's something that I'm so fortunate that I was just brand, you and I both were brand new to the game, but we got to witness it. Um, and it was just one of those things that makes even, even to this day that, you know, we got to the point where we know too much yeah. and it still doesn't make any sense to me how that horse mm-hmm. was able to do what he did. He wins the Kentucky Derby, obviously in the most unbelievable fashion. <laughs> He wins the Preakness if it's not for a super Philly named Rachel Alexandra. And with a better ride, he may have won the Belmont. I mean, this is a horse that would have gone into the Belmont for the triple crown that finished third. And it was a, like, it was a really shitty ride by Calvin. You it's, I always say he was going for the triple crown without a super Philly. And that's a horse that, and the horse couldn't even finish a race a year later at the Breeders' Cup when you and I were watching him with, with when he was at, with D. Wayne. So I think the point of that is, is like he was such an outlier that it's hard to really say, well, he got in. So, uh, you know, it, it's hard to say, you know, it's just totally different because he just doesn't make any sense. So here's a little homework project. Report back to us next week. Go go to Equibase, search, find that bird. Look at his races leading up to the Kentucky Derby and make an argument that he deserved to be in the race because he didn't. So, but he got in and and he won and I'm happy that he did. Don't get me wrong. This is not a hate fest. I mind that bird. That was exciting. That was a very mm-hmm. exciting. When you had him and Rachel in there together, man, and that really, that really got everybody pumped and that was awesome, but he didn't, you know, <laughs> look at before the Kentucky Derby, that horse, there's no way you, you would have thought yeah. that he could be in the, be in the race even. It's just, you know, and it's like I say, we, we are, it's, it's a fortunate thing that we are what we are. And we, and obviously, uh, you know, very well known, but at the same time, you know, so much about the knowing who was, he was trained by and knowing everything else. It's just makes even that it's just like those three races. That's the only three races really he ever ran that were good. It just makes no sense. Like it, 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 you can't make any rhyme or reason to it. You can't. And 
he like if he wins the if he wins the derby, great. But and if, if he's like eighth in the Preakness and then doesn't even run the Belmont or eighth again, whatever it is, you're like, well, that was a fluke. But yeah. to run th- as we know in this, it's hard to run three really good races in a row, especially a Triple Crown, three in five weeks mm-hmm. for the for that horse who is about the size of of you. Like it just it it, it doesn't make sense, and so. I like I, they should make a 30 for 30 on that horse or something, because it, it really was an unbelievable thing in sports history that that horse was able to do, even though he only won the, the Derby. It's you have to respect how well he ran those other two races. That's the thing. He only, you know, the Preakness, he ran so well. And I thought I thought that validated the Derby because the Derby, you definitely the way the weather was and like the crazy way that horse closed and the crazy right. ass trip that it got, you know, <laughs> I know, right? Kind of just say, well, that was the biggest fluke of all time, but like you eloquently put it out or, or throughout there, he should have, he was the best male horse in the Preakness. And not only was the, he the best, he was a lot the best. Yeah. Like, he was clear of the third place horse in the Preakness. He just ran into one of the best fillies we'll ever see at age three. Yeah. I mean, and you're right. I mean, the ride in the Belmont was horrendous. I don't know if he would have beat Summerbird, but he he, may have, he would have been a hell of a lot closer. He definitely would have got second. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it's amazing. The horse got into the Kentucky Derby because he won the Gray Stakes at Woodbine. You guys know what the Gray Stakes is at Woodbine. That's how he got in. Yep. <laughs> I mean, it's it's wild. The, 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 the trainer is – was was on was <laughs> was on crutches in the mud walking no one even knew why he was there he got the horse got banned in the day before or whatever like it this is like there was like the horse would had had also ran written all over him like there was no no way this horse was any good and uh yeah so anyways we could talk I, we, could, <laughs> we need to have a mind that bird like uh at like happy hour or something because you you don't it, it was funny because that was like the that was like the first Kentucky Derby that I I always watched every Kentucky Derby. That was the first Kentucky Derby that I like really knew every horse going into the race. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. other than, I mean, mind that bird honestly was one you're like who, but you knew a lot. Of, it was the it's first time I really cared about it. I guess I could say and so I was like, wow, this happens all the time, huh? <laughs> like these it's like <laughs> no, 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 it does not. Um, so. In, in his final prep, he ran in the Sunland Derby, and he was beaten. He was fourth, and he was beaten by Kelly Leak. That sounds like a human being, not a horse. Mythical Power and Score with Cater. I've never heard of those three horses. Kelly Leak joins Mind That Bird and Kelly Leak deep on the track. And Kelly Leak and Mike Smith have run to the front. Mind That Bird, the center. Back on the inside, Santa Monica Canyon. Running home again is Mythical Power and score with Cater. But it is Kelly Leak. Kelly Leak getting right away. Kelly Leak by two and a half. Battling away is Mind That Bird. Kelly Leak trying to put them away, holding on. Mythical Power in second. But Kelly Leak goes on to win the Sunland Derby by a length. Mythical power second, score with Cater third, and mine that bird was four. Let me, let me, we, we have some people still, uh, some people still listening to this show. Um, I know you probably know the answer. Who did he, who did he beat in the Derby? Name the horse who got second. Oh, Pioneer of the Nile. No, I said not you. Oh, I wanted the, I wanted the people to answer. Yes, of course it was Pioneer of the Nile, which is 
amazing because obviously a great sire, sired American Pharaoh, continued the the drought for the Zayats, um, you know, and it seemed like, shit, we can never win one, right? You know, Pioneer Nile was, you know, was very, you know, was one of the top choices in the in the race that year, and um, but yeah, I mean, it just it, it wasn't like he beat nothing. So uh, yeah, it's just it's a crazy crazy ass story. All right, uh, you gotta check out racingviews.com. We, we we don't talk about mind never too much on the sh- on the on the website anymore. But if you want some free picks, go check that out racingviews.com. Uh, check out the revamp site. We're on Twitter at racing, uh, racing underscore dudes, Instagram, Facebook. Listen to us on SoundCloud iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher website, racingdudes.com. Remember to check out the Magic Mike show. They did the, uh, I think they did the late pick four, right? At Sansonita Park. Uh, so go check that out. So you want some more information on maybe whether it be the Beholder. Uh, <laughs> Kelly Leak was the main character from the Bad News Bears. What is that? That is, he's right. <laughs> Badness Bears. Have you ever watched that? Yeah, like the original. Oh yeah. I knew Kelly, but I didn't. Are you sure it's Kelly Lee? Yeah, Kelly Lee. Bad News Bears. <laughs> yeah, Kelly. Kelly's the kid. He's like smoking yep. cigarettes at yeah, the. Yeah, he's the yeah he's the, the, the stud, right? Oh my God, Randy! I never would have come up with Kelly Lee. You guys talking about Kelly Lee? That dude is a bad mother. That is. Fucking hilarious. I just watched <laughs> that movie the other day, too. It's a good one. Uh, uh, Tanner. Tanner was always like, he won't, he ain't going to play. You know, Tanner, the shortstop. I loved him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, the, uh, the, the remake with Billy Bob was pretty funny, too. Yeah, it was um, good. But, but was of course, good. The, ori- the original. You can't beat the original. Yeah. Um, yeah, check out the magic. That is check funny. Out. That is great. <laughs> Check out the Magic Mike show uh, for the late pick four sequence of Santini Park. So if you want some more, uh, either Beholder, uh, Beholder Mile, or if you want to, how they're going to play that, go check out uh, Magic Mike show. I'm, uh, <laughs> any last thoughts? Other, I'm other just so that, that comment made me so happy. I looked up Kelly Leak, uh, the horse. Uh, sh- let's see. He won an allowance at Santa Anita, a claiming race <laughs> in Hollywood Park. A claiming race at Hawthorne. That was his three wins after the uh, after the uh, Sunland Derby, and I I'm not I can't count it, but I would say he raced 35 times after the Sunland Derby and won three. And that horse easily beat the Kentucky Derby winner. That's that's how unbelievable that race was. I mean, I've got no <laughs> words for that. How, and then, how could you? I mean, and, and yeah, it's easy to say, yeah, I belong to the Derby, but to say, like you're saying to that point, if you if you watch the Sunland Derby and say, yeah, that horse needs to be in the Kentucky Derby, meaning mind that bird, you're like, you're crazy. No yeah. way. But <laughs> well-traveled horse. Yes, he I'm was. Right. Kelly Leak. There you go. Shout out to uh, Bad News Bears. Shout out to mind that bird. <laughs> Kelly Leak. Uh, beat the Derby winner. All right. Uh, I'm Jared Welch. He's Aaron Halterman. Thanks everybody for tuning in tonight, and good luck. This week. Woo!
RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. <laughs>